Science. Welcome to Probably Science. I am Andy Wood, joined by Matt Kirshen. We are we're on location today. Yeah, we're in a we're 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 in a kitchen surrounded by kids' pictures. Uh, belonging to the son of uh, Jason Scar. That's right. Or Sklar, even. However you want to say it. <laughs> What's the scientific pronunciation of it? That's what I want to know. There's a there's a, an umlaut or a tilde or something Yeah, it's basically, a, it's represented by the symbol. It's just an S with a little subscript K. It's three yeah. consonants in a row. That's hard. <laughs> Sklar. That's like, it's lot. years you have to, like, know how to say it and be like, every time we go to a throat. restaurant, like, our dad would just be like, his name was Richard Sklar, and he would just... I mean, we'd be, we were the Richards family for a long time. Uh, yeah. Because he just Richards didn't trust party me. For, yeah, that's us. Got it's, it. It is hard, and yet it isn't hard. I mean, it's not that many letters. It's one syllable. Three, By the way, the Richard thing, were, that worked until we until we went to the same restaurant as Denise Richards. And then it was just a it was just <laughs> blowout fight <laughs> every time. For a, for a four-person, for a four-top. Yeah. It was a battle. Um, the Richards battle. That, the other voice you can hear, I... Sh- I think it probably goes without saying, but we've got Randy Sklar as well. I'm That's here right. as well. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here in Jay's Kitchen. Thank you. Have you, have you been here before? Have you ever? I have been here before. I've eaten a lot of the food here. Uh, yeah, I usually have to go like food shopping after Randy comes here. Like the minute he I, leaves. I eat like a pregnant woman. Like there's just sort of just like, like weird combinations. I, just binging. Just, just binging. sad like, binging. There's just no like, like I, you know, I eat as if a baby's going to come in a few months. Right. Or if you're training for a marathon. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. Like, I got to bulk up. Yeah, I need Why? some carbs. Why? Someday that baby might want to run a marathon. Yeah, you want to prepare yeah, it early get on. That baby ready. Get that going. Yeah, yeah that marathon baby. baby. This so be, this ha- I want to talk about this house for a second because I've never seen anything like this before. Uh, we're up in Laurel Canyon, Appian Way. Mm-hmm. Is that giving too much information to the? A lot of the, it's, it's a lot it's, of information. It's way too much information. Uh, no, a lot of history in these hills. I mean, this is yeah. where all the music of the '60s, '70s. I believe or, David Crosby died three times up in these. He hills. died. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was brought back to life three times. It's very mystical up here. Right? I love Joni it. Mitchell probably showered up there. She did. They had like a, she did so shower. There's a water tower up there yeah. that she showered. Joni Mitchell and uh, Carol King lived right up the street from here. It's pretty sweet. Right. And the Eagles are still in your basement. The Eagles are in my basement. Uh, not the band, the Eagles, just four bald eagles. <laughs> four I'm, just, eagles. I'm waiting for it to get totally down. Yeah, and a lot of people think that keeping them indoors is bad for them. It's actually quite good for <laughs> they, them. They, they like seem it. to love they it. Sit around. I don't watch, hear them complaining a lot. They so. watch a lot of TV daytime. <laughs> a lot of Judge Judy, and then they're all good. How long before they think that you're their mum? Uh, I don't know. Has it happened yet? I, I mean, stopped breastfeeding them, so <laughs> I'm weaning them back. See, that's to weird because birds never actually do breastfeeding. I know. So I had to teach them how to do it and then you know, wean them off of it. It was like one of those ridiculous. things where, and you yourself have to get ready for a beak on your nipple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I had to spend. Yeah, I had to do. You had to wear weeks those nipple of, things. Yeah, and you weren't even lactating, which is kind of the amazing thing ever. I don't know I what they were getting out of it. Nothing. It was just like or just companionship or something. Yeah. It's big of you not to. Formula because everyone knows it does stunt the growth of an eagle, so it's you know Thank we're doing you. it the natural way. And I what I love about the eagles in your basement is that they uh, <laughs> they knew not to use their talons. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was yeah. all strictly beak and the talons. Well, it's away. three eagles and Glenn Fry. I should be honest <laughs> that I should be upfront about who's down there. So it was Glenn's idea to start the whole breastfeeding <laughs> thing, wasn't it? <laughs> he brought that. If up. you watch the Eagles documentary, he did kind of take the bull by the horns with that band. He was very much like, "Get your shit together." Was, yeah, he was go. into that. Yeah. Well, on that note, it's probably a good time to get into some sort of science. Any well, new listeners to this podcast might not know that uh, Matt and I do have some background in science, although we are comics. I have an engineering degree. You have a degree in, in maths. 
Yep. As the British say. Yes, it's, and, it was a British degree, so it's plural as it should be. Maths. 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 Yep. He's yeah. got the maths on his side. <laughs> I do. I do. The royal we. As it were. So we like to go through the week's science news with our guests. and uh, But before that, we always ask our guests, um, what is your background in science, if anything? Like, did you do it at school? Did you take it to college? Uh, you know, I actually, we took a lot of science in high school, but not in college, because it seemed like it would be much harder in college to do. And did we you do English the same majors. courses? At- no, different. But, uh, you know, I think there was a general consensus that both of us were better at sort of the language and the, you know, yeah. I mean, we're comedians. So that yeah. I, I don't know why that. Although it's funny because I do think of comedy at times, joke writing can be a very mathematical There's, I think there's a crossover like problem solving. It is lateral thinking and lateral thinking, problem solving. When you're sitting there, especially when you're writing a script for anything like you're a like, there, TV show or something, I need, there needs to be a joke in here. And what is the greatest quantity of comedy that we can pull out of this moment? Yeah, if how, we, or if we do this, then it then it reduces this moment over here. It's like yeah. And what's measures. the funniest way you can join the dots between these two unrelated concepts? Right. And if you think about it, sometimes like two small jokes are better than one joke that would ruin the next. Yeah, so. I have science. A lot of really amazing science in my family, and the reason I have it and Jason doesn't is I got it through my wife. Like my wife's, oh. you don't. Science. Your kids might. No, I'm going to take, take it. I'm going to take it. it. Doesn't go to you. <laughs> is it sexually it transmitted? Yeah, science? Yeah, it is sexually transmitted. Okay. Actually, it isn't. But my wife's brother is a very well-known uh, subatomic nuclear particle physicist. His name is Jordan Nash. He works uh, or worked at the CERN. Uh, right. wow. He really was on, it, very instrumental in, in finding the Higgs boson. I mean, when I met him, I met my wife and I met him 15 years ago. He was running an experiment up at Stanford University. He's now a teacher at London Imperial College. Right. Uh, he's a physics teacher, uh, professor, I should say. And uh, he was running a particle experiment. So, I mean, I always love to, to say that, like, he he, uh, he was recreating, recreating the the conditions of the universe before the Big Bang to find out where all the antimatter went, which I'm sure you guys have studied on this show or talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like, so remember, that we had an equal before. number of antimatter as matter, and then the Big Bang happened, and now we have, where did all the antimatter go? We're mm-hmm. trying to figure that, that out. That is one of the big puzzles in science, in, in physics, is why is there an imbalance? Because if there's the same amount of matter as antimatter, if every time it hits each other, it just where disappears, it, go? it goes. So he's answering that question yep. and I tell dick jokes so it was a nice balance <laughs> that that actually existed no but what was even cooler and what is even cooler is that my wife's grandfather Paul Tasman very interesting guy worked for IBM for years as and he helped figure out the the computer code that would de- help decode the Dead Sea Scrolls amazing so he was wow. working with the Vatican and I, it's just an incredible that there is this much science and I hope my kids get more math than me as right. far as it goes and, and, and science and sort of proclivity for that stuff does, but it was is cool. your wife good at the sciences she's pretty good she's pretty good she does not have the same sort of like her brother my wife is she's more of a creative person she's an interior designer and it does take a certain level of math and you know she went through architecture school and yeah. interior yeah. design and there's a tremendous amount of math in drafting and all that stuff so right. she understands that but like her her brother is just literally on another level I mean he's really one of the most foremost you know he's like the, the LeBron James of antimatter. <laughs> of antimatter, exactly. Yeah, I always wonder if I have kids how I will explain to them that they should 
do the things that I did that I've now discarded. You know, that they should still study and be right. good at, at math and science and have a fallback thing, even though I'm not using... I think kids like to figure things out. I mean, I know that... So, like, when you when they when they achieve anything, it's, you know, I'm trying to go through homework and stuff with my kids. They When they achieve things, there's this... You can capitalize on that sense of accomplishment. Yes. So, and, and also the dramatic... You start with like the cool dramatic stuff, like right over there. You can see in my kitchen is a that is a volcano that my son oh, is making, nice. and they're doing a baking soda vinegar combination that's going to help it erupt out of the thing. And so, like, we made the volcano, we're going to paint the volcano, and then we're going to make it erupt. And it's this Excellent. big thing that we're talking about for a long time, but it's a scientific reaction that he's going to get to see. And I'm going to be it honest, fun. it is quite a phallic volcano. Oh, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> it's a lot taller than than most That is by design. It's going to teach him a few other things, too, along the way, about erupting things. Uh, no, it is It is really cool to watch. Like, he's into, like, that. He took, like, there was, like, a class at school called Mad Science, where they just kind of, like, it that's great. Let them have things create reactions, and that's where it starts. Keep it fun. Yeah. Kids. Well, then what happens the day they realize that you guys have awesome jobs that aren't related to science, and they say, wait, why do yeah. we have to keep doing this? Well, they'll probably... I'm sure they'll see many years of, of sadness and like anxiety <laughs> on our end, and they'll be like, I don't, I don't want to do that. that. Yeah. I don't want to be caught with that. Or, or they'll be job? like, ugh, dad... You're so uncool. Right, I guess stop. there's always that. Comedy stop is trying, so uncool. Stop trying to make Why people are you an laugh? uncle telling these shitty jokes? Yeah. <laughs> stop Well, because we're doing it. Stop. It's so uncool. You guys are idiots. <laughs> That's 10 years from now. Well, that was what I, I hadn't even realized. Like, I was talking to Paul Provenza, who went, who like really lived through the comedy boom and the comedy bust. And like I'd heard one of the reasons for, for it being the thing of it just was everywhere and it got devalued yeah. and people yeah. who weren't good enough were being put into the shows and right. that kind of thing. But he pointed out the other fact, which had never occurred to me until then, was it went through a whole generation cycle, and suddenly comedy, like going to live comedy, was a thing your parents did. Right. That's so oh. true. That's so true. That's such an interesting point. Yeah, because if you go back and you look at like, uh, like the f- first Robin Williams special, yeah, or like even like old Richard Pryor show, like you see f- cool, famous people just being in the crowd not even yeah. like hanging backstage with the guy like I'm going to see like Henry Winkler like at the height of his fame like Night Shift and Happy Days like Fonz. the font like he was as big as it got as far as a TV star was just in the audience for Robin Williams HBO yeah, yeah. special yeah. like not front row not backstage not like a we got we got the Fonz there no, no. this is doing like sketch. just him <laughs> him I, I mean I thought it would have been cool if they cut him and he was like hey. <laughs> after but every punchline every like punchline every <laughs> <laughs> but literally, it was, it was, it was think about it. For me, I was like, God, there was like a time in the late 70s, early 80s, prior, and, and Robin Williams and all those guys in the comedy store up on Sunset, when it was like rock and roll. It was the hottest roll. ticket in town. Yeah, it was cool. And then, like you said, as it got into like the late 80s. Well, it almost, I mean, again, if you want to talk about it in terms of music, it was like the Beastie Boys come out with their first album, and it's a great album by any stretch of anybody would yeah. say that License to Ill was a great album, but it wound up having I don't know because it was sort of rap in the way that it got popular at the right time and it jumped in the jet stream and all these people claimed them as like we are fans of the Beastie Boys then what they had to do was put out Paul's Boutique which basically took all of the detritus and swept Swept it away away. and what was left were their core fans who have now stayed with them throughout the whole thing but it's like a lot of the people who listened to Paul's Boutique said this isn't licensed to ill so they sort of stripped away so the same thing happened in comedy in that like 
the really good comedians found and sought out performance spaces that weren't comedy clubs to do their thing, and that's the kind of where the alternative... Yeah, you know. and now I think there's a real resurgence where people, because of the internet, people have started to find the comedians they like. Right. That's there, right. There's much more of a, in Twitter and podcasts, of like drawing... Podcasts, yeah. I think, are really the most important thing in comedy since the comedy album. I think right. in terms of defining who you are, because people are like, yeah, I listen to, you know, you made it weird. I listen to this podcast. I listen to Scarborough Country. That's it starts to define them by what they listen to. Yeah. yeah. That's like a status thing, which I think is kind of cool. And the comic can just do whatever they want to define their own voice and their own fan base because they're not right. beholden to any of the rules of, of any kind of venue. No well, for the first time we should point out we are currently recording this podcast in front of a red brick wall. Yes. It is strange that there is a red comedy. brick wall in my room. And it's strange that Jay also has a spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> Weird yes, in his kitchen. A little and he insisted we wore a jacket with yeah. the sleeves rolled up. And when I talk for too long in my house I do get the light. That's so weird. He's wearing his really white sneakers. That was the other thing. Like the comedy blazer in the 80s was like comedy blazer, light jeans, light jeans, white sneakers. Yep. Sad. Shirt tucked in. Tucked in shirt. Definitely tucked in shirt. Yeah. Science. But that's, again, that's sort of that look. Like just, that's (laughs) what happened. Like it was like, that was the coolest look. And then suddenly it was dad at the weekend. Yes. <laughs> it was just, terrible. It went from like Miami Vice to weekend dad. Yeah. Which, to be totally. fair, I think people will look back on this period 10 or 20 years from now and like, oh, another guy, another like 30 something white guy with a hoodie. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Another Western shirt. Or yeah, or Western another, shirt or a hoodie. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, we got blasted. We did this. We, we had a show on MTV in 1997, and we did this photo shoot for Lee Jeans that we had to do for promoting they the show. Made they made us do it. Made first. Us so it wasn't wear, like we chose what we were wearing. They, we made us like, wear like these You were like banging on the jeans. doors of Lee Jeans. Yeah. They, and... and it was recently on this website that was like BuzzFeed oh or, Buzzfeed or oh. something. Like, look at the the mid '90s fashion <laughs> that these guys like pants ballooning out and like wallet chains and the oh, Caesar okay, haircut okay. and the weird '90s goatee. It was seven, yeah. It was really yeah, you know you kind of look back at that and at the time we're like we look great. Yeah, <laughs> can't believe they're just giving us these clothes, yeah. just posing. <laughs> So Amazing. perfect. Have you guys seen hype about the about um, the Seattle grunge explosion? No the documentary about that. No, oh, it's I want great. To. Yeah. They talk about uh, a photo shoot they did for Rolling Stone, where they were given all these expensive versions of the thrift store flannels. Oh, yeah. They they had like no. The whole point was like these were just cheap things in stores yeah. in Seattle yeah. like, they're, no. for, the, for the shoot. They're making. This These is guys wear two hundred dollar versions of an these Oscar De La Renta. Yeah, yeah. So you knew that. That's what happens. That's cool what makes it out there, and then designers gets copy that, and then try to yep. sell it for yeah. a lot more. Um, at Festival, which is a music festival every uh, year on the Isle of Wight, uh, which has a comedy stage, they have. I think it's Top Shop. I think it is. Is the, the store that has like they've got like the best of their clothes in a, in a dressing room, and any of the performers can go in there, and they're like, "We're going to kit you out with free stuff." So then I went in there and they're like, so what stage are you on? I'm like, oh, I'm doing the comedy stage. And they're like, yeah, go. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. We're after a... You look fine. Yeah. You're yeah. Good. You're, you're, good. you're looking, you're looking great. Just roll, yeah. roll up the sleeves in that jacket. You and look, just go on. Yeah. <laughs> Put on some white shoes and you're good to go. That's insane. All right. Let's talk science. Uh, let's do it. Well, actually, before we do, I, there's one thing that we do have to discuss real quick. Uh, I, I feel awful that we have to be recording this on the heels of Monday's loss. Oh, I'm so man. sorry, you guys. Yeah, as far as sports go, uh, that was a sad day for Michigan fans. That was hard. It was really hard to watch. I actually couldn't even watch the second half. It was my wife's birthday, and so I was like out going out and picking up dinner and yeah. coming back. And I was watching with my kids, and I just was like, I want all I wanted to do was like curse and throw shit at the TV. Uh, and instead, it's like I it was so it was so rough because Michigan 
where it was so close. Like if it was a bit of a blowout, then you could have like tuned it out. But so close. And there were some like the weird, half. questionable calls though in the second oh, half. Oh yeah. Oh the yeah. Block. And the there was all these like clean. weird moments where you're like basketball. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Where you say to yourself like. I don't want to say the refs decided the game because I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. But I mean, but I'll felt. say this: English Premier League soccer brought me back. After that, I was like, I still want to watch sports, but I don't think I can watch American sports right now. I just need to watch like Aston Villa versus Stoke. You know what I mean? <laughs> just and, and watch that to like get myself back into the world of sports, yeah. which I did. Because you guys both went to U of M. Yes. If our yeah. listeners didn't know that, and I'm from Ann Arbor. Are you really? I, I might have told you my my grandfather was Bob Eufer. Oh no the way! Broadcaster, you did. Yeah, for, yeah. Uh, yes. Who was the longtime Michigan for Warriors. 35 years? Yeah, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. So I that's mean, yeah. My family, the Amazing Blue, runs deep there. Too. I mean, so are is. they are they in very very sad state of mind? Yeah, but they're also my family's weird because they'll be the first ones to give up on a game like oh, just almost not, to, not to remove us. themselves not before us I understand <laughs> so they that they can't get hurt like, I it's get like, oh, that that's, of course it's going to happen of course it's, it's what's going to happen defense mechanism yeah, I totally yeah. do that. understand I, that. I, I have talked about we'll that lose the opening tip and I've like, talked about that in therapy <laughs> I have <laughs> talked about that in therapy because I'm like what's the larger issue here where where does that come from and and do I give up on other things before they because and it, you're right that's what it is it's removing the yourself from the unknown because it hurts too much yeah it's like almost like um it's almost like falling down or knocking yourself out because you're like, if I get a real knockout blow, it's going to hurt me way worse yeah, than if yeah. I just knock I myself just down myself. and say I'm done uh, and take yourself you out of the fight. You know what that feels like. Yeah. Right. So to you know how hard way. that can be. My family has walked out of the stadium, gone to just get beers at Cubs AC down the street mm-hmm. like at, at halftime because they're so disappointed and had these incredible comebacks happen yeah, oh, when they weren't even there. Like they oh. left the game. See, I can fully, fully sympathize yeah. with that and understand it's such that. A strange thing. It's, it's a and strange that, thing. And that's such a distinctly University of Michigan thing, too. You because think so? really? Michigan, well, I feel like Michigan is a team. Like there are certain schools and teams that just seem to win most of those big time games, or half of them, or three fourths of them. Yeah. Michigan seems to lose nine out of ten they, of them. They, Once in a great joke. while, they get it and they win it, and it's amazing. But a bunch of times they don't. It's so a tough team to root for, yeah. yeah and then every year, it's just you have to deal with the same stuff of, of the preseason. Right? Everyone thinks that the Big Ten's overrated and that Michigan's overrated, and like all I want you to do is not is just live up to your preseason That's ranking. Right. Just That's don't. Right. Our dad used to take us to St. Louis Cardinals football games, professional NFL games, and they were always bad every year. They would win four games and lose 12, 12 yeah. 5 and 11, 6 and 10 every year. And as we were walking out, if they'd play like some crappy game. We'd be leaving the game, walking with our dad, and our dad would just say to no one, not to us, to anyone in particular, he would just be like, same old Cardinals. <laughs> same old car, and it's like almost like kind of like a great mantra in life yeah, that yeah. like same old shit. You know what I mean? Same old Wolverines. Same shit no, we have a friend in, in Canada who we, we traveled through Israel when we were seventeen. Or we were, I think it was twenty. When we lived with him. We were, tw- well, no, it was seventeen. Seventeen. Seventeen in Israel with him, and uh, that's his greeting to us when he sees we're going to do comedy at the Comedy Bar in Toronto. Have you done that Comedy Bar in Toronto? No, I Fantastic. haven't. Fantastic. <laughs> so great. Really good club. It, so we, we're going to go up there and we see him like every few years and like I'll email him like we're coming to town and his first response back to his same old Cardinals. Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that. I love it. That just nice. dejection. So I, I think like first story 
Should we go for the horrendous, the possible could kill us all? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why not? Love Let's these. start with that. Love everybody this. else is going to oh, be Oh, wait. We should say that, you know, we did do a show for the History Channel that kind of had a lot of science and math in it called the United Stats of America. It was yeah, all about yeah. how statistics tell the story of who we are. So interesting scientific facts. And that actually, we just finished the season of that a while over the summer, last summer. Oh, that's great. And so, like, that was, it definitely introduced us to the science of things and the numbers of things and how to you jump in the numbers and it tells a story. Anything stick out in your mind as being incredible? Stat-wise Unbelievable. Uh, 99% of us live on only 8% of the land in this country. That's wow. unbelievable, but that's uh, the truth. 90, uh, no, the, uh, was it 90% of all the things we buy we throw away in six months? 98. 98% of all the things we throw away in six months. Wow. Um, within a six-month period. Also, um, we Americans used to be the tallest nation in the world until 19- by high average height of the average American male until 1950, and now we're ninth, ninth behind Belgium. Belgium that should upset is, people. Is, uh, that should upset are, are the people. Dutch still the tallest? I thought Dutch was... Netherlands are the tallest. Yeah. That's yeah. right. It's got to be some Scandinavians in there yes. as well. Swedish, yes. maybe. Germany, Germany, Norway, Sweden, Norway. Those are all up so there. Bizarre. You visited any of the Viking nations? Yeah. <laughs> now is. Like, do they give a reason? Is that change in nutrition? Or is, that, is that immigration? Yes. No. Well? Immigration, immigration is, not. is not. Also, for a number of reasons why immigration is not. First of all, a lot of people who have immigrated to this country are not legal citizens, so they don't get... They don't get counted in the, right. in the in the studies of the census. So that's number one. Number two, that's part of it. That's a small part, which we really didn't explore very it's much within the show. Part. The biggest thing is the nutrition. We've changed what we eat. When yeah. we were settlers and, and pioneers and in the revolution and whatnot, we hunt. We would run around and hunt. And we yeah. ate such an amazing variety of food, like yeah. game and fish. And f- we grew our food. So everything was obviously was pre-pesticides. Organic. Organic. Everything was like organically grown and, and, and caught. And so we had this amazing Basically, America was like a giant Whole Foods. It was. Right. America's Whole Foods. And <laughs> Without everyone was, the pretension. And everyone was walking everywhere. Everyone walked like. It's e- almost like the st- like the decline in the height. Co- Corresponded exactly with the rise of drive-throughs. Well, yes. Do you know well, we got we got yeah, short. Number one, we fat. grew out instead of growing up. We're the and fattest it's, nation. It's in the, the world. processed foods. It's how difficult it is for people to uh, to buy sort of yeah, organic it's, it's so foods. It's more expensive just to it's buy easier real to go food. processed foods. And then also your body as it's growing, if you're battling disease like diabetes, even children, like mm-hmm. there's or if you're battling colds because the food you're eating isn't giving you the nutrition, then your body has to. It takes time away from you being able to grow, and yeah. your body's fighting these things, and so you're I not. I remember reading once, and I can't remember the exact statistic, statistic, but it was it was British soldiers in in I think the First World War suddenly were from poor communities suddenly got better like army rations, which was better food than they were actually eating before right. outside yeah, of the yeah, war. Exactly. And grew on average like a couple of inches. Yeah, yeah. well, the, in, in just like the year they were soldiers in like their final teenage years. Yeah, well, the Brit, the Brit, when we fought England on in the Revolutionary War, we on average were three to four inches taller. The the American soldiers than the Brits, and so that's crazy because there wasn't that much time between when we left. But there wasn't and then, yeah. also yeah. partly just because Brits used to send the shortest people over. That's right. Some mistaken belief that, was, that they were yes. better at fighting. Yeah, hiding. They're easier good at hiding. Easier to fighting. get. It. You don't have yeah. to dig the holes as deep. <laughs> yes. That's that's like kind of left out nowadays from the. Uh, yeah. From the it's like the account, Kevin but. Smith Southwest thing. Like you could just, you know, it's cheaper to get the shorter people across on the boat. You don't take you up go. less seat space. Less yeah, they space. stack them. 
They put them in mole costumes in an attempt to get Why not? Create the enemy it's called Foxhole like Foxhole Management Technology. Yeah. So Matt, I think maybe we should do a different story in light of this before we get to yours okay. because this dovetails nicely into a story about uh, a study of what women prefer as far as physical traits in men. Mm-hmm. Lo- what of, women want. I mean, this is the Mel Gibson is, movie exactly. in a story for you right uh, now. The Mel Gibson movie actually sponsored this research. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in a very delayed ineffective marketing campaign. They thought, look, we're going to get this out like Blu-ray right 3D. oh that's what it is okay. go, yeah. like they sponsor it they're cut. calling it the Sugar Tits Project <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say that like if you haven't seen that movie in Blu-ray I mean it will change it'll change it. the way you view that movie to see it in all of its HD quality <laughs> it's what it it's what it deserves uh-huh. it anything less than that would be a disservice to the movie okay. anyhow so this uh, study was done by University of Ottawa in Canada and Brian Motts an evolutionary biologist generated computer images of naked male figures now do you want to do you want to take a wild guess by the way at what ended up being yeah, preferable well, in terms could, of physical uh, traits what athletes do you, think? Uh, do, you, do you think um larger hip lo- to shoulder ratio and penis size yeah. or smaller hip to shoulder I think ratio large probably wound up being people's preference <laughs> well, well wait, wait how were they being how were they being uh, asked this were they individually on their own were they you in know was there some privacy they were in a bachelorette party it's like are you in a group and was what kind of a group straws. it was a bachelorette party yeah. they were going from that to a comedy she show. should yeah. pick first <laughs> it's her birthday <laughs> what do you like she is turn to over for you. It's your night. You go first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they've projected these images onto these uh, computer-generated images of naked men varying the different, uh, the height, hip-to-shoulder ratio, sure. and the penis size. They projected those onto the wall and had 105 young women rate how sexually attractive they found each one. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, the women found taller, broader-shouldered images to be more attractive, but they also preferred the men with larger penises. Well, that That's is so just weird. I'm sure they were kind of like, something's wrong here. Yeah, are we doing this right? Let's check are we, numbers again. Let's, run we, one let's get the image back up there. Are we... Check the research. That a that. woman would want to have her I vagina don't. filled up. That is... <laughs> come on. So weird. Ridiculous. They said the hip-to-shoulder ratio was the most important factor, but having a penis at the larger end of this range boosted the men's appeal as much as being taller. Where did as sense much as, as much as being taller. Where did yeah. sense of humor fill into that? Oh, man. It's hard, it's hard to project that on <laughs> Some of them projected they did have they predicted, rolled up sleeves and skinny ties. Yeah, yeah. And they projected it so. onto a red brick wall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They projected all that onto a red brick wall. <laughs> I like these guys. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like they, you know, they seem like they're funny. So, sometimes they projected it onto a plain wall, sometimes yeah. with a red brick wall. Mm-hmm. And those behind Perfect. the red brick walls seem to be the ones that they like yeah. the most. Yeah. Well, that's they good for onto s- a wall, but they had the fonds in the audience. Right. <laughs> and I was distracting everybody's attention. Very short guy, by the way. Not a tall guy. Surprisingly short guy for about That's so shocking. With yay science telling us something we didn't already know. Yeah. So, but they said that they, they thought before this that uh, that height or height was the most studied trait related to male attractiveness, and to show that penis size has as big an effect as it does is striking. At least according to this Brian Motts guy, maybe it's just a personal thing for well, him. Tall, dark, and handsome. Well, yeah. that was what like is interesting the... is not like it's fairly unsurprising that the tallest, best physique, and largest penis would come out top. But it's the ranking of the different attributes that, because apparently the hip to shoulder ratio was the most important factor. Right, like More shoulders than, wider than your hips. Presumably, I, I doubt it was tiny shoulder, giant <laughs> hips, men with big penises. I prefer a woman, a, a childbearing hips. Childbearing. I want to be able to get a couple of child, children through that canal down there. Yeah. I want a man would, built like Venus de Willendorf yeah. with a, like a tall. That would be shot. up to a point though. Like, I, like sh- there has to be a drop off after a certain amount of. 
shoulder, shoulder. To, like after which it's just ridiculous well right. here's the thing then and i wonder if women do because it's like women want a guy who works out but not a guy who's too big because right. if he's so big then he clearly cares about himself like you, there's no room for yeah. anything yeah else. anytime yeah. it like gets so big you're like wait you're spending all your time doing this this is going to be a problem going forward in this, this will be a battle it'll be there'll you be you can't moments. develop anything else other than your shoulders your lats so yeah. your lats so i mean i definitely think that there's there it probably is a point at which there's like a diminishing returns. But isn't like, there an inherent you can't change the, the ratio that much? Can well, I guess you can get shoulder muscles, but there are certain like bone just Oh yeah, your 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 biology of how you yeah. your genetics are the way they yeah. are. I mean, you could be someone who doesn't work out at all, but just because of your family, you might that's have big shoulders and a tiny right, tiny right. hips. Yeah, and I said the preference uh, for the larger penises is probably an evolutionary relic of a time before humans wore clothing, since women typically sucked a partner before glimpsing the full package. See, this is why women aren't happy because like they their their bodies and instinctively are telling you know you want this sort of a guy, but a lot of times that sort of a guy. Maybe, again, because of the time it takes to be that sort of a guy, the time yeah. it takes to look like that sort of person. That's usually – you look at like super wealthy people and it's like it doesn't coincide with wealth all the time. I wonder what the correlation between like being in really great shape versus being super wealthy is. And I think that like some people want to be taken care of in some ways, not women, yeah, yeah. vice versa too. But like they, when a woman looks at a man and looks for someone who they can share their life with, they also don't want to be like carrying this person. They want the person to provide to be for the them. Caretaker, to be Either the be the caretaker or help equal partner, equal partner in it. So. Right. Right, right. It's like you have to be thinking to yourself, wait, well, what does this guy do? You know what I mean? So right. you think women are unhappy because they're still believing, they're still wanting this thing they're evolutionary wired for, evolutionarily wired for. But I don't think you can make the leap to they're unhappy. Or, I think you can make the leap to there is a d- weird disconnect from what they want yeah. versus like if you get it, is that. Is it right. really going to be useful to you or is it going to make you happy? Or? How happy is that going to make you? Yeah. Considering the fact that like you can't have sex all the time. Yeah. And also having good. unprotected sex leads to more children, which leads to less sex, which leads to more things to worry about and more things to provide for and less right. time to work out. And I more think it was a physicist Biggie Smalls who said, <laughs> more money, more, more children, problems. more problems. <laughs> children, more problems. But uh, it's more penis, fewer problems. More penis, fewer bigger yes, problems. Not yeah, as many it, it does say in this article, um, there's some evidence, evidence penis size may depend on testosterone levels, and also penises tend to be larger in younger, more virile men, so size could also be an indicator of age and health. I didn't know that, so that means my yeah, dick like, shrinks. That's I'm really worried. I, I now, we're talking, about, we're talking about ball size. When you're older, it's like <laughs> hang, yeah, you, get some, you get some hang time. Yeah, <laughs> hang time. yeah does it, like, is it... It's like a Reggie Roby punt. I, I genuinely don't know this now. Does the penis... Is it that the penis stays consistent size, but everything else around it gets bigger? So is it like comparatively? That's got to be what it is. That's got to be. Or does the penis actually? I don't want to believe it's going to shrink on me. No, every. Have we hit peak penis? Have we all like? (laughs) Have we hit peak penises? (laughs) Peak penis that we're now on the way back down. Maybe. This article, like it, it, it does worry me that I. This was the article that you were saying ends everything, right? This was the apocalyptic. The beginning of the end. I'm 33. Oh, I will be 33 next month. Um. Which means, like, according to just general, like, what, like, sporting evidence and just general, like, I have hit, I have hit, not just sexual peak, but I've hit my physical peak. And everything. Like, I have hit, like, this is as, 
This healthy is as... and as in good shape as I'll ever be. But... And I have never been healthier in good shape. Like, <laughs> never... Well, take it from two 41-year-olds. It's all downhill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The good news is you are statistically behind, or your, your, your comedy peak is still in front of you. Yeah, yeah that's great. Look at the greats. Your comedy peak is in front of you. So your mind really all will only your get mind. sharper. That's, that's one thing you have to realize. Is like you're, And we all have to realize. It's like you're never going to be... The good-looking leading man of the th- you're going to provide something else and something different. And what uh, what can you provide that is different and specific in yours? It's your mind. Yeah. Uh, are you? Are we? Is one of the stories we're going to talk about? And if not, we don't have to talk about. But uh, the fact that didn't I read something in the science that uh, an article about how there will be no more men after a certain point in time? Did you? Oh, I haven't heard. Oh, that. I didn't read that. But there's oh, that is a crazy story that like just, men will be gone and done. So those stories and no longer necessary for reproduction. You're saying yeah, or just just there's yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, yeah, like, there's always variants of that. Oh, there'll be no more blonde people, and they just right, it's right. always nonsense. Yeah, but no more men would be. That's kind of crazy. It's a little we, crazy. That this it's what we're doing crazy. right now will be looked back upon as like people just laugh at this. Like, ah, look at this. I blame boys. But not in the way we want them to laugh at it. No, no, no. no. Not in a good way. So it'll just be like women in a projection on a wall. Yes. Going, remember these days when these guys thought they were actually worth something? Something was going on. I heard an interview with David Koechner where he talked about, like, the, the, at at its core, what's funny about Anchorman or the reason it was made or what it speaks to is the fact that it's men coming to grips with the fact that we are useless. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's seeing a woman come up and realize, wait, even this, this one thing that we thought we were useful for. Now women can do that too. Like, what is the place of a man in this? It was so funny. I was reading a thing just online the other day about Ralph Lauren just made like billions more dollars. And I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. all the people like he made like billions more dollars because of something. And what it, what it takes for him to sort of be happy. I can like see him thinking like, it's eroding. Like even as he speaks, like he's got to make billions and billions of dollars just to feed the machine that is his life. But like, you know, out there, there are so many people who have no money, but his whole empire on just on the very fringes is eroding as we speak. And and, and he needs billions. Yeah, it's like your need will always outpace well, what you're earning, no matter how big it gets. So otherwise, people would stop at like ten million. You'd be like, wait, I can never spend ten million the rest of my life. I'm good. Let me but just you keep give this going, all away. Yeah, then, no, 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 you can yeah. always go broke. Whatever, like always. There's always someone richer than you, and if you live their lifestyle, then you go bust. Then you're right. gonna go bust. Then you're done. Yeah. Then you're done. Then you're done. Speaking of being done, Matt, do you want to get to the depressing, or the more depressing story? Okay, let's go. I got, I got, I got a depressing one and then a less depressing one. This is um, this is a bird flu story. Bird flu is back in the news. Thank, Thank God. God. Where where have you it's been? About time. Remember remember bird flu? Sure. Can we call it the avian flu. We we could. H five N one is uh, back um, in China or no? It's, it is in China. Of course it is. Of course, of course it is. it's in China. <laughs> of course it is. Those people will eat anything. Uh, <laughs> those people have such strict health regulations over there. Yeah. Let's... Uh, well, the latest or bird flu is the H7, H7N9, right? Yeah. And that's the one that killed uh, nine more people. Which, by the way, sounds like we're playing Battleship. It doesn't it? Yeah. You H7N9. Yeah. Destroy Hit. Miss. So in China, nine more people died of that, and more than 20 are seriously ill in the latest outbreak of that H7N9, and there are fears the death toll could rise much higher because the virus already has three of the five mutations that we know could allow another bird flu, H5N1, to Which spread. Which is the classic mammals. bird flu that we know and yeah. love. Which that's is the old one. That's the old. That's yeah. yeah so it's up to, it's a classic, really. It's up to them. three of the five mutations. I, I wasn't aware that there were five mutations in a row that they particularly need, but apparently once it 
once it hits all five, then we're then screwed. Literally, like everyone's going to get it from everybody, or it just means it'll I don't, be easier to transmit. It means it can jump from person to person. Okay. Uh, now, I don't know much about this, but I saw Contagion. Uh-huh. And uh, have you guys seen that movie? I haven't, but my idea for Contagion was that they, when it came out, or, or actually Outbreak. It was for Outbreak. Was for Outbreak. Well, that's the same but movie. same thing. Was the movie Outbreak is that they release it on one theater. And then <laughs> just over the weekend, it like, how did it get on 3,000 theaters? Screens. screens. That's crazy. I wanted to see Independence Day, but halfway through, suddenly I'm watching Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, and, uh, it's just, I'm in a hazmat suit. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I think I can't. I think we have to live with a like certain ignorant. Like, once you start going down the hole, yeah. Once you yeah, start going down the hole of like this yep. is possible and the bird flu is possible. And I, this can't I just highly encourage like developing your blind spot for this stuff so you can live of, your daily life. I, or I'd be oh, paralyzed. Oh, just ignoring the news. Oh yeah, it's just not like, actionable. It's not going to happen to me. Until it or, does. Or it, it may. And but, if it does, then it'll does, be too late. Yeah. So you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to walk around with a SARS mask. I really just need to live my life and pretend it's not happening. Like, I understand people wearing the, the surgical masks at airports. I get yeah. it. You've been around an airport, and I was like... Some Although guy, I think those things have very limited effect. Really? Right. I never yeah. really... Are there studies on that kind of? Because I, I always wonder when I was in Asia for work, I would see people doing that all the time, just a standard. Yeah, I love I people wearing them in airports with the air about them that they're about to go into surgery. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's just sort of like I'm better than you. Holding two hands up, oh, like they just scrubbed in. Yeah, like <laughs> someone just made a conscious decision. Yeah, yeah. Opening doors Don't with their tell elbows. With the elbows. I do do I do do the elbow thing though, particularly like public public toilets and oh, stuff. Oh, really? I'll just I'll, yeah, I'll flush I'll flush with my with foot. foot. Yeah, yeah, I'll do all that. Stuff. <laughs> A lot uh, of cleaning, a lot or of Or tongue, one of the two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> flip a coin, doesn't yeah. matter really. Either, um, or, either or. Balls. I think, I think those masks actually do more to protect other people from you than you from other people. Which is maybe, thank the, you. maybe what they're yeah. doing. So if thank you're you. sick and you're wearing a mask, that's nice yeah, of you. Yeah, because if you, if you cough into the mask, then it's not, getting, it's not spraying right. it. Like yeah, but if the mask is covering your face and someone coughs, it's, the mask is going to catch it. It's going to catch you to an extent, yeah. But... Uh, if it lands on the mask, then it'll get through. What's our stance here, guys? Are we pro or anti-mask? I'm still not sure. What are we telling our listeners to do? I think mask if, if you're not going to have the air of, you know, like a God complex. Okay. It. If I you're think cool sh- with the mask. I think they should make masks in the shape of Rocky Nennis's face. <laughs> so From then the that, movie mask. Yeah, so they'd be masks. Literally a masks. mask of the mask. A mask mask. <laughs> a <Yeah>. mask mask. <laughs> I think that would be cool. I wonder um, if when that movie came out, if that was a popular item around Halloween, like just no. mask masks. Yeah, we're going to be the rocket. No. Come on. Terrible. Terrible. Come, come on. <laughs> come on. Now you've crossed I brought line. it up and you've I am ashamed at you. Too far. So, Matt, uh, yeah, three of the five mutations necessary. So you're not worried then either, right? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it is a cause for concern if you're if you're involved in this field of research. Yeah. Or if, if you're a... Uh, um, if you're faced with it on a daily basis. If you're Mike Tyson, if you're hanging around a lot of pigeons, <laughs> yeah. then you're but in do you, trouble. But what do you do? Do you say to yourself, all right, honey, let's cancel the trip to rural China for spring break? Yeah, I mean, it's like I don't even know what you do. There I mean, are certain, like, it, it, I think the people who keep a track on where the outbreaks are right. are worth being in the news and being in the public eye. And yeah, if, if you are... Oh, it's totally worth tracking. If you're traveling to somewhere where there's a crazy outbreak of this stuff, then yes, avoid it. Yes. But it, to me, it kind of feels like the Russian meteor. You know what I mean? It's like, the yeah, meteor, the right? meteor hit the earth. Yep. It's like, I didn't feel well, it. Well, what are we going to do about it? Just yeah. Not yeah. live in rural Russia. I mean, where is it going to It could hit somewhere next, but like. How I kind of wish we... I did live there to see that because no one got hurt, right? It was just well, broken they did glass. Went, well, the or... broken glass, by the way, a lot of people got hurt because oh, they okay. went to their windows to watch it and see it. And then the sonic boom caused oh, the, uh, yeah, okay. the glass to Oh, okay. I'll take it break. back then. But 
No one was killed, I don't think. I mean, look at all the great images we got on YouTube. It was amazing. Those images were crazy. And it's so... It was so cool that that happened in Russia where they, uh, I don't know if it's a trend or a law, but they put cameras on their dashboard. It's a trend, um, and it's specifically because... If they want to catch someone in a traffic, like someone who hits you. They have so much fraud. Right. Russia has so much traffic fraud where people bump into you and then leave. Yeah, but no more than that. uh, it's, It's blackmailing. What they do is they'll... They'll be. They'll do things like you'll be stopped behind someone in traffic, and they'll reverse into oh. you, and then claim that you rolled into them. Right. And then they'll start like going crazy and be like, "You won't pay me this money, or I'm going to the police." And particularly if you're a foreign tourist or whatever, but anyone in general, some people just pay up, and then other people yeah. they so, go, "So uh, I got a little traffic camera here, and you just reversed into me intentionally." Right. And so that happened. And people and it- jump out as well. That pedestrians do it. Like, which I think was a plot of one episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, he tried to get himself tried to get hit it. by a car. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. And so the fact that the meteor hit in that place where no one in their right mind would have the the, the GoPro cam yeah. or the Ready thought up. to even like pick up their phone and get it onto the camera and take the fit. A lot of those things you wouldn't even have time. By the no, time. it yeah. just yeah. came in like a second. second. Yeah. But we have such great footage of it because of that. Yeah, That's it was the one amazing. where the car is driving around the corner on the highway and it li- you can see it literally oh, coming yeah. out of the sky. It's incredible. It's, it's like a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. Yeah, oh, it's, it's not a real thing. It's like a Jerry Bruckheimer movie only with better dialogue. But, yeah. <laughs> Speaking More of believable. things that like Jerry Bruckheimer movies, <laughs> might as well just segue into this quite neatly. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a plan Obama is revealing. Uh-huh. Uh, Obama. Obama, or as the Brits call him, Obama. Uh, to reveal a $100 million plan to seize an asteroid. Yeah. Just a good giant catcher's mitt. Catcher's mitt. Yep. Catcher's yeah. mitt, grab it. So NASA, it NASA asteroids were supposed to visit an asteroid by the mid-2020s, which I didn't know about. Um, like a massive asteroid is supposed to hit where? No, NASA asteroids are supposed to visit an oh, yeah. asteroid. Wait, in the they want to go land on it and explode it? or I don't know if they're going to explode, explode it. it as think, much as explode it. Is Ben okay, Affleck this is not in the this? Rock yeah, okay. Yeah, right. no, no, Ben Affleck will funded. be in the, in the spaceship. In the He'll be in the rocket. Oh, of course. Right. He's going to be like bitching about his marriage. Yeah. yeah. And, like, He's like, look, marriage is hard work. So is going into an asteroid and blowing it up. Marriage is like going. They're on an asteroid that's <laughs> heading for us and trying to blow it up. I mean, but look, you're all heading for destruction. Hey, at least I don't have to hear. Uh, you know, look, ben know, Affleck someone... saves the world, and then the press conference still gives it back. It gives it back to Jennifer Garner. She's like, can you just say do your job and not bring me into <laughs> not, it at all? Not rope my ass. I'm a 13 year old girl in a 30 year old woman's body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 13, going, going on 30. Um, yes, almost there. <laughs> Uh, so in January, um, the Keck Institute for Space Studies in Pasadena reported that NASA was mulling a plan uh, to to drag uh, this drag an asteroid into orbit around the moon. So that's uh, I don't know what, what how that would, would one do that exactly. Uh, just put a steering wheel on it and just be like, make a left on this thing, guys. Yes, yeah, pretty much it. But I do think dragging the asteroid is kind of like will become a new term for like having to take your like. Girlfriend or like boyfriend out or you know your spouse like yeah. somewhere I gotta drag. Yeah, right. Are you coming out? Are you coming out tonight by yourself? No, I gotta drag the <laughs> asteroid out tonight. Where are you taking it? Around the moon? Oh, uh, that's gonna be expensive. Have fun with that. Cost taxpayer money. Uh, it's gonna be real. Good luck with that. One hundred and five million dollars of taxpayer money to be exact, which actually sounds kind of low. It is space. Low. Space dollars are always uh, yeah crazy amounts. It took like two hundred million. million dollars to come up with space ice cream. 
and they yeah. give that out at the, at so the they're Smithsonian. They're spending sixty million to replace half a mile of piping on Coldwater Canyon. Thank you. So thank, thank you for finally having the golf balls to stand up and say something. A Rod's last contract was one hundred and fifty million. Two hundred fifty million. Yeah. So no, you, there are players in the in the in football players around the world, English Premier League players, who were making more than that. They're dragging asteroids left and right. They yeah. are. So yeah. I mean, so you could just drop one player from the. From it's the a Yankees good idea. I mean, life on Asteroid the drag. I want like what will be great is hopefully technology will be at the point where like you can Skype from the asteroid. You hopefully. know what I mean? Like yeah. just Skype somebody for hey, we set up camp. Well, Hang this is out. well, it's not for it's only seven meters. Uh, the, the plan, according to Keck, who is Keck, according to. Oh, the, according to the Keck Institute in yeah. space studies, um, NASA would use an ion-propelled rocket to lasso a resource resource-rich asteroid about seven meters. I wide. love the lassoing. This feels like a <laughs> like a like a cartoon. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're going to get it, and then, well, I mean, look, sixty million years ago, apparently, it is widely held by people who don't believe in the Bible mm-hmm. as truth uh, that a giant asteroid hit. The Earth, and that is what caused the dinosaurs to become extinct. One of the leading. They theories, said yeah. between fifty and a hundred million years from that point, another one will probably hit it. We are in oh, the range right now. Only a matter of time. We are in the range. So one of the th- episodes of United States of America, we talked about what we're afraid of. We're afraid of dying, and meteor was one of the options. And we met with the guy who finds parts of meteors, and I brought this down. Specialist. I've just uh, yeah. A uh, meteorite. Jason just ran up upstairs for a second. I thought it was a bathroom. Uh, no, 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 no. I got, brought this down. Yeah, how heavy this is. Let me get a picture of you holding yeah. how heavy that is. You have yeah. a piece of space rock that I'm yeah, now holding in my hand. A space, space rock. rock. It's basically, I presume it's some metallic, like yes. yes. iron, metal. nickel. I think nickel's in there. I mean, you've used a magnet. You can like hold, feel how heavy that is. Not crazy. It's ridiculously yeah, heavy. It's so heavy. It's ridiculously heavy. I mean, we. Heavy. I held for the show when we did the United States of America. I held one that's about the size of a laptop. I would say your computer, and, and it was like wow. Size of your computer, and it was sixty pounds. So it's so dense and so heavy. Imagine if that. I mean, by the way, if that was hurtling to Earth, that would have a this would kill a person. First of all, first of all that would oh, kill. It a, would, but it would have a trail. Than killing a person. Whatever this, it would have a a a fire a trail. trail behind it that was probably about 150 miles long. I mean, just just wow. that's how when it's something this small. So you know the power they're saying of like it, can you imagine it, something the side that's like two city blocks it's that coming dense, down but it's two city blocks yeah. imagine that Not I mean, a that, that would change, would change the earth it would change a mile the by a mile or you know a but mile this, long this thing. is um this project see, is less about uh protecting us from asteroids like and it's more about practicing uh safe asteroiding get it, yeah getting into <laughs> get, it's basically going to be like a training like a like a space simulator. That's the plan yeah. uh-huh. to have. Once it's in the moon's orbit, uh, we can use it to practice to mine it. Firstly, because asteroids are extremely resource rich. Yes. They have. They often have what on Earth is very difficult to obtain and expensive precious metals. Sure, sure. That are ju- just there. Um, they they have water, which is useful to not have to refuel from from Earth. Was that the case with? Uh, the, yeah, that's a one, that's one possibility. I mean, they're for, great places if you're a James Bond villain to just build a time. Oh a yeah, whole yeah. Thing to like, build a thing on an base. asteroid, make it's it your way base. better than any other. Planet. And and also they they could then use it to practice landing on and deflecting asteroids. So it would also be to help protect yeah. deflecting for future them. larger ones. Um, so the way that, yeah, so they'd get these small iron propelled rockets. <laughs> and and lasso it and tow it into lunar orbit. I love and it. And it would just be there forever. We could just go visit just like, it and hang out. Just the spare moon that seven 
yeah. seven meters across. That's our side. I mean, literally, that, that's our side moon. When it, when it, when shit goes down in the real moon, <laughs> and you just sleep in the side moon, yeah, so that your wife is angry. Guess the guest house. house. I don't know, but you're like, and so these rockets are going to be orbiting around and just trying to get it in the, the orbit. Yeah. Playing with everyone it, goes to, to the learn side how moon. to mess with asteroids in the future. Yeah. I mean, and you claim you're reading your fishing magazines, but everyone knows what you're everyone doing. Yeah, you know what you're doing in your in your side moon. I want to picture being able to walk around in this like the little prince. Like, it's only seven meters around, so it would be like your own little play, like a Mario 64 Yeah, except level. it won't in itself have enough gravity to oh, do cor- that. Of course, so you, of course, but I still want to imagine it's metal, maybe you could do it with magnetics. You never know. A giant magnet. Like a giant horseshoe magnet. You could have magnet boots, like metal boots, and just walking around. Walk around this 21 foot across. Rock. Rock. In That'd space, while you go around the moon, I'd be a fan. Oh, how God, fun would that, that be? Very cool. Very fun. How much would they charge Lance Bass to do that? You think? <laughs> Lance Bass would do did that. He, ever, he didn't go, did he? Did he go up, up? space? I forgot. I don't know. If I, don't know. No. I don't know. I don't know. He would have been wrapped up in too many issues. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I know he wanted to be in space, but then it would be like, is he a famous person in space? Is he the first gay man in space? <laughs> like, what is it's going? Too on? many firsts. He's hogging the yeah, firsts. Yeah, he's got to like first. He's got to send Joey Fatone. Then we'll then we can send Fatone up there. Let him orbit around, and then bring back. <laughs> Send the Lachey brothers. Yes. Are there multiple Lachey's? Uh, uh, yeah, there was. Nick Lachey, and then didn't he have another a brother who was on Dancing with the Stars? No, Todd McShay does college no, football. That's a different, right. different guy. Uh, Matt, do you want to talk about uh, our age our age, and how it relates to uh, tw- Twitter? Yeah, why not? Because we're, we're sat next to a couple of prolific tweeters and very talented <laughs> yeah, ones at like that. Thank you. Um, but it turns out uh, there's, they've been doing experiments on whether the language you use can predict your age where it can be checked oh totally uh yes and yes and yes but it turns out um according to the experiment they did it the um spell it wrong and you're young <laughs> yeah if you spell your you are you're under 30 <laughs> uh even for even for space constraints you're never going to go with that i i never do just because it looks so gross to me but if you're oh, running wait. out of space in a tweet are you going to use oh yeah i definitely it. i'll, I'll use it. numbers and everything yeah, to, yeah. to cut down for space the joke is paramount get the joke yeah, in that's the way you should look i think it. i yeah. think it's not as confuses the joke as well if you're having to kind of decipher oh no no nah, i think too. people get it um but um I'm going to get the name. This this is going to be tricky anyway because this is a Dutch university with an Asian researcher. So the name's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just bad. So it is a, a it's it's Dong, team Dong, led his by his name is Dong Win. His name Dong Nguyen. Win. Dong Win. Win. Is that how you pronounce that? Win. Wow. At the University of Twenty or but T W E N T E. Some kind of Dutch Twenty. They examined three thousand Dutch Twitter accounts to try to discover the age of users. Their software is better at fasting faster than humans at guessing the exact age. But the mean errors are unfeasibly large four years. But here's the interesting thing. After the age of 30, no difference. Once you so hit 30. Once you hit 30, they can't tell. Right. Um, like as in you can't tell a 35-year-old between a 45-year-old. Yeah, so there's, there's, they, can, they can... I'll tell you why. Same with penis. Same thing. Same yeah, with the penis study. Balls are going to start penis shrinking. shrinks, balls grow, yeah. and then the tweets your are all tweets the same. Your tweets start to shrink. Your Everything's under 130 characters. No, I think uh, there aren't a lot of people over the age of 45 on Twitter, I would probably say. I, I think probably say there, there are some, I'm, I'm, you yeah. know, and you're going to get the occasional person, but I'm on Twitter. I'm 52. Great. Uh, and I think the ones who are <laughs> tend to be more savvy and better at that kind of – like if yeah. my mum was on Twitter, you would be able to tell. Yeah. You would be able to. Oh, yeah. You would yeah. know because that this is there'd a, woman be a lot in the of 60s. Twe- right. There'd be a lot of tweets of uh, how does this work? Tweet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I did this, this right. right. Oh God! Somebody set up a fake Twitter account for. I, it's the joke side. It's funny. I can't remember who, but just somebody older in in the in the media, some old like newscaster, and then the, the fake Twitter had all these great things that you would just type into. <laughs> thinks Twitter is Google. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like, 
uh, Chinese restaurants near Laurel Canyon and Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> like a tweet. And people Is it Larry it was, King? Oh, it was Koki Roberts. It was Koki Roberts. Fake Koki Roberts. Fake Koki Roberts. Poor Koki And then like, it'd be like three tweets in a row that are just variants of the same search, like trying Cokie, to narrow it down. Like, Koki Roberts. Chinese restaurants currently open near whatever. Leslie Stahl is quickly becoming the Koki Roberts. Of no, she's minutes. trying to take the Koki Roberts mantle. Slot. <laughs> God bless her. So, Matt, did it say anything about uh, what, what the trends were for people under the age of 30? Uh, or they're just saying that they could accurately, with this software, predict their age based on it, their tweets? It does say on this that uh, things like Facebook, where longer messages are allowed, give away far more about your age. Sure. Because well, you're saying, uh, yeah, I'm you're saying what I'm doing this week, and I'm really yeah. status update. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, what did you do this morning? Like this is when I hear, like, what did I do? Woke up at eleven. I'm like, you don't have kids. Yeah, yeah. You don't you're have young. kids. Yeah. You don't have. You're young enough. You're by partied yourself. so hard last night. You're yeah, not forty. Yeah. You're not exactly. There is there is a companion piece to this story that's also a new scientist, uh, and this and this is that um, a computer program was remarkably accurate at guessing someone's name from a picture of their face. <laughs> no way. That is so funny. That's great. Um, I love that. Above, uh, it was it was a, uh, a substantially above random chance. It says parents' choices of names are not given at random. They're influenced by factors such as gender, ethnicity, and popular names at the time. Oh, that's, that's really good that it used This that. was a study done by Andrew Gallagher at my alma mater, Cornell. Hey now, hey now. Uh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he said they used hack photos from the Flickr website to build up a database of named faces, and then train a computer to recognize the contributing factors. For example, uh, Alejandras tend to have darker hair and skin than Heather's, while Ethan's tended to be younger than David's. That makes yeah, sense. That totally makes sense. Well, I guess yeah, because there are trends in names also. Naming, Do you guys ever yeah. look at the yearly trends of what the most popular oh, yeah, names are? Of course, because yeah. we've named children in the like, last yeah, in the last five to seven years. Yeah. Yeah. it's crazy how there were there were decades long there were dynasties of names in the well, early twentieth century. Old names came back. Old names came back ago. about ten years I ago. Think, I yeah. find names like names skip a generation apart from like the evergreen ones like John there's always going to be Johns or and Emmas maybe but there aren't a lot of Johns there aren't aren't a lot. Uh, right now in a, you know because we are around kids who are in classrooms yep. full of kids so you kind of know what are names that come up a lot like there's a lot of Jacks there, there were like right and Jack was Jack no, there were no Jacks back. that are like Max the, came back like 10 years ago for a while there were a lot of those you know what's crazy is like the year big. after after Twilight the book came out suddenly Bella and Isabella was in the top five and then within a couple years with the movies like Bella has been the top girl name for three or four years now oh yeah there right. are a lot. Just, it's one book Bella, that's crazy. Amy had a massive boost in, in the UK from Doctor Who really? really yeah so like we I mean Amy when we were kids it was Jennifer and Julie and there were a lot of Britneys about ten years ago a lot, a lot of, of Britneys <laughs> that's right Kate, and then the Caitlin, Caitlin, Hunters, Hunter, Taylor, Caitlin, yeah. Brittany, you know, <laughs> Zoe, Zoe, it's a couple of Duck Dynasties. Zoe was a big one too. Zoe, Zoe was a huge one. That became a very popular one. Yeah. So but, uh, does this software? I mean, it can do. So if it if it sees somebody looks younger, it's going to guess a name that's more trending recently. It but does do you say know if that this more beyond that this game were, the computer program was better at predicting than people. Wow. Wow. Well, there you go. 
And the work is going to be presented at the Computer Vision and Pattern Recognition Conference in Portland, Oregon. Nice. Thank God. Which I consider my second home. I spent 10 years there. So I know. Uh, you know, both of our wives went to school up there. Went oh, really? to uh, Lewis and Clark University oh, up wow. there. So I feel a kindred spirit with that. Same. And we've done so many shows up there and just love that town. I, I saw you guys tweeted from one of your first Helium shows. I worked there when they first opened. And yeah. they just didn't have any music. So I just unloaded a bunch of stuff from my iPod into yeah. their thing. Yeah. And I saw you tweet about the music you like. They played Hold Steady here. I'm like, I yeah, that was me. That was you. You yeah, put it in nice. there. Nice. What a great, what an amazing club. What an amazing city. And I mean, I just, yeah, yeah. It's such an incredible place. Did your wives know each other at university? They did. They did. They did. They did. They did. And so, I mean, that, that's how, you know. Are they identical twin sisters? No. <laughs> oh, please do. That God, would be no. so weird. Wouldn't that be <laughs> so hideous? <laughs> but it's they, crazy. But do you feel like that's weird that they knew each other first because they can commiserate and share notes on uh, in-laws probably wouldn't otherwise? Yeah, or? maybe. Uh, no, but they, they, there was a long period of time where they didn't know each other. So I'm not the way they didn't know each other, but when they fell out of touch, and then they sort of re came back together at a time when Jay was single, and yeah, so they're not going to gang up on you or anything. No, there'll be no ganging up on us. There's no gang, no ganging. By the way, speaking of Portland, uh, the Bridgetown Comedy Festival will be happening three days after this episode drops. And Matt and I are doing this podcast live for the first time. Oh, fantastic. And well, I guess the second time. We did one at we the did. Mint in L.A. But I just found out, and I, I'm almost hesitant to say this because I don't know if we're going to have him or not, but... Um, a friend of mine manages Gallagher, and he's going to be just roaming around at the festival, just smashing stuff. And he was saying he's he's willing to be on podcasts. Yeah, well, and I so mean, I he had that crazy flame out on, on WTF. Marin, yeah. So I'll put it to the listeners: Do you guys think it would be interesting? It'd be great. Or he seems great. like a, he seems have. like a, like an opponent to science. Yeah. So I mean, it would be incredible be to get to him loaded up, up and get him yeah. fired. Get him up. with like a kind of maybe a vegetable yeah. scientist, fruit yeah. scientist. Right, just right. like he could blame the asteroid on gay people. I mean, you know that would be. Coming. Yeah, uh, just some rant in that yeah, way. He's gonna he's gonna control the entire pace of the podcast if we have my note. Maybe be, it, it would be have him last. Have him come on at the end. He's like comedy oh, Michelle that. shocked. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. have him walk the room. So seriously, listeners, tweet at us at probably science. Let us know pro or anti Gallagher for the live <laughs> show at Bridgetown. We want yeah, no, 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 no. It's not pro anti Gallagher in life. It's just do you want do you him want him on this show? Yeah. We host this thing at uh, the Hammer Museum in Los Angeles every three months called the open projector night where basically mm-hmm. it's like an open mic night but for people's short films so oh, they cool. bring their film we watch the first 90 seconds we're on mics so we're making jokes about it we stop it after 90 seconds we say okay what do we just as see? a group <laughs> do we want to see more and all what we oh, always tell awesome. them, what we always that's... tell them is if you love it you want to see more if you hate it you, you want to see, see more. more of it you just want to see it if you're it. indifferent that's when we say cut it off yeah. move yeah. on to the next yeah. one and no one is Gallagher indifferent so I think yeah. nobody nobody's going to say no Nobody's Gallagher. He's polarizing. Yeah. He's polarizing. Yeah. Where is this open projector? I want to check this out. Uh, it's at the Hammer Museum, uh, UCLA, which uh, kind of in Westwood right there. And it's, uh, I don't even know when the next one is. Probably in July. Like, yeah, like three or four months from now. Yeah, I'll check that out. That sounds awesome. Good times. Have you seen any things that have gone on to become, um, I mean, is it all really amateur some, some there's some really good stuff too. Yeah. I mean, what's amazing is like if you do have something that's good and goes all the way. Great. If you have a great idea that gets executed well, it's yeah. it's great. It's it's kind of like you're jumping into the it's like the Gong Show or the Apollo right, right. Theater. It's like no, show. it's yeah. like white people learning what black people have known for a long time. <laughs> what they've enjoyed it's, for so it's, it's fun so to fun. talk back to the it's screen. It's so fun to yell at the screen. It is so fun. and so people start getting into it. And and what's really cool though is that if there's a very funny film or really well done film and right out the gates it's solid 
People are watching. People are laughing. Yeah. People are focused. If it's if it loses your interest in the first ninety seconds, you or it, it. or there are some weird poor decisions being made, you get called out on it, and it's great. It is really fun. It's, it's a very one of the most drama. interesting things because we're like, all right, here comes a night of comedy, a mm-hmm. whole night of comedy where we have no idea. And Matt, you'll what get the this too. Be. You guys, or what the you guys both will get this. We don't know where the comedy is going to come from, but we sit down in those. We chairs just trust that know that it's, it's going to be. There's going to be enough fun stuff that we're going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm definitely coming to that. But like Gallagher, tomorrow. it's if you don't like, you want to see more. All of the it. more reasons. I'm going to say exactly. I might, so that's two votes in for Gallagher. Okay. Yeah. His manager stipulated the only thing is that he doesn't want him to get Mark Marin again. So right. as long well, as he we won't. don't, and we're not going to, no, you know, we're not going to antagonize. We just, yeah. I want to talk to the guy. I don't yeah. know. He's, he's, he's led a volcano. Really yeah. interesting life. What's and that? He seems like the type of guy that you could just talk to, and he wouldn't. Kind of guy you could hang out with. Yeah, he would be antagonizing. We got time for a couple more stories. I think so. We're only at just at an hour. So um, we have one or two more. Well, here's, I don't know. Have you ever been? Have you ever been blighted by bed bugs? No, no. But I do would. know that that was a big thing in New York. In New York, right? yeah. And I, I, I've never had them either. But I like various touring comic friends of mine have. It's always a constant worry of what for staying in the condo in the comedy con. You know the, the comedy condo. Not, but even hotels like New York. Just nice hotels had bed bugs. Yeah, it's crazy um, town. So they found a, a possible way of controlling them. Is just uh, reported this week. Um, this uh, material designed to mimic the hooked hairs found on leaves could help trap and control bed bugs. Uh, it was inspired by this traditional Balkan remedy that used kidney bean leaves to combat the pest. <laughs> Once again, the Balkans to the rescue. The Balkans, yeah. man. We got to be starting yeah. to talk to them about lots of stuff. <laughs> Scientists have got to start asking more Eastern European grandmas yeah. like, to see how they well, do Well, don't you love how, like... In every society, like every all the things that we worry about and we think are new problems, like everybody in any society, they've got like they've a thing. With it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you know, you go down to this place Lemon in Honduras, juice. you gotta yeah. fucking kill a chicken, and then you put the blood on the thing, <laughs> and then you put it on a cracker, then you eat it, and everybody's fine. It's like what? For the record, a lot of them terrible, terrible. This one the problem instead of solving. But it. this one sounds but the pretty Balkans amazing. Are kind of, yeah, yeah. A lot of, particularly any cold remedy, which is like they all. They all seem to be effective after like two or three days. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. When the course is when the cold is run its course, yeah, yeah. You call that cold? This, that cold will be gone in a couple of days if you smear. If you do this. <laughs> I do want to start placing some Google ads uh, about the one weird bed bug remedy that a Balkan housewife told you that exterminators don't want you to know. Exterminators do not want you to know this. No, the reality. Yeah, that's a conspiracy. Yep. Where can you get the Balkan sheets? Bed Bath & Beyond? <laughs> yeah. A thousand thread-cut Balkans. Yeah. Balkans. Uh, so Catherine Loudon, an entomologist and lead author of the paper, said, plants exhibit extraordinary abilities to entrap insects. Modern scientific techniques let us fabricate materials at a microscopic level with the potential to not let the bed bugs bite without pesticides and that's her wording not mine so I mean you gotta have that joke in there if you're writing and you know she almost as she was saying it was like I Uh, don't wanna say that I have a PhD and I I gotta make this I'm now being reduced to this I'm now being reduced to a headline writer for the New York Post (laughs) yeah (laughs) well okay it's good research and it has been refereed and it's been approved for uh, publication but have you got a zinger? Yeah, have you got, I need a have pun. You got some you sort of a pun? It doesn't work unless you've got a pun. Yeah. Yep. Or something. How about um, this will uh, hugely reduce the feasibility of bed bugs uh, with regards to... Uh, no, I'm going to stop you there. Stop, yeah, stop yeah, you there. No, no, no. How do we make it palatable for yeah. people who would never read this medical journal? 
So uh, I guess uh, there are other um, experts who are yet to be convinced that how this material could help stop infestations. Ian Burgess of the Medical Entomology Center said, a bed bug is not small. An adult can be five to six millimeters long, and you would need an extensive amount of hooky hairs to capture them. <laughs> yeah. But is it what they do in... Don't get so technical yeah. with the hooky hair comments. What they do in Bulgaria and Serbia is they strew these kidney bean leaves on the floor next to the beds to trap the bugs, and then the next day they just sweep up the greenery and burn it. Yeah. Wow. So it's sort of like an American Beauty, but like a really gross version. Yeah. It's like instead of the rose, pe- rose I'm petals. I'm assuming they have... Rose petals? Do they... <laughs> roasted the roast, rose petals. Roast petals. Uh, I'm assuming they have slippers in the hotel. Yeah. I would hope there are slippers. Well, it says uh, the bed bugs have no evolutionary link with the bean plants, but the general idea is that the plants have developed uh, these things to trap insects like aphids and spider mites. Um, it says so it's like it does, almost like a Venus fly it's trap. It's a happy sort of thing. Yeah. It says it doesn't actually hook it like Velcro. It actually... Spikes it, spikes their feet. Uh, imp- <laughs> Impaling their feet? It's, it's, like, it's quite it's horrible, like that, really. It's, quite, it's far more. I, that SNL, you ever see that SNL? Yeah, when they take the leg and they're beating the thing with the leg of the. Yeah, it's yeah. an amazing. Good, like hot coals in its mouth and they <laughs> teach it, it a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> teach the roach a lesson. Yeah. Uh, yes. It does feel it like this is a thing that might reduce the bed bug numbers rather than. Stop, stop them. It feels like a thing that would be better to help prevent the spread of it more than the... Why, do you think it's a deterrent? Do you think like bed bugs would come in and see the leaves and they're like, uh-uh, 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 nope, nope. It's like, it's like it's the death penalty, people. The death penalty. Yeah. The, it's a deterrent. The, the, the club. Yeah, I'm not going to kill anybody in Texas. Car. It's a deterrent. I think I would just go with the pesticide if given the choice of scattering leaves in my room, <laughs> hoping that it gets some of them and not all. Oh, yeah. How like, about if washing I, all your if sheets? If I stick at home, if I've had bed bugs that like I, I would call in like I'd spray the shit out of my house I don't care Tent how much up. cancer in a can you're yeah. about to spray right. just let it go and let it go all over me I rent, I rent a house out that I have in Portland to these hippies and uh, at some point not the current if you're listening tenants not you guys those are people before you uh, these girls they complained that there were black widows in the basement they wanted to have an exterminator come I'm like alright I'll cover that and I looked it up and uh, I was like okay cost this much here's the guy's gonna come out take care of it and they, they called me back later they said we did some research and that company uses some pretty harsh chemicals uh, there's a green exterminator we found oh t- boy like if you think there are black widows in your basement I don't yeah. think you, you should be caring you should about want everything to yeah. go yeah. after it uh, well maybe it, they look I this mean, is an ants we're talking about this yeah. is black widow right, uh, right. We, did, we found some black widow eggs in our backyard and it's just like uh, I saw a black widow out in front of my house oh my the brown recluse by like oh, that's out there too yeah. it's all bad yeah, yeah my neighbor got bit by a brown recluse spider and it was bad it's and true. now she can climb buildings yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, no but I've, I've I've taken out a few scorpions in my house too what yeah. is that a euphemism that sounds like yeah something. no it's a real thing no that was the band they live with the eagles downstairs yeah they do live with the eagles downstairs you brought it all full circle I think that's where we go probably, right here that's where we need to pull it in you, you pulled us all back to the eagles that's, we can't. that's probably a good, good place to like wrap a perfect things place up. to wrap it up thank yeah, you so much Randy it. and Jason Slar for joining us do you guys have any shows coming up in the next we do yeah we do when is this dropping well, this is going to drop Monday. in a week's time. Is, okay. Or is it this Monday? Yeah. This coming Monday. Uh, if listeners of yours, if you're in Canada, if you guys have listeners in Toronto, we're going to be at the Comedy Bar. We're going to do a live version of our podcast there. Nice. And we're doing two stand-up shows. All Wait, one night. That's... All one night on the 25th, which is Thursday to April 25th. And the next two nights, we're in Ann Arbor, Michigan, doing two shows oh, a night there. Sweet. Cool. And then uh, doing at the uh, Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. I'll get my brother out to that. He's a huge fan. Please, He's, please yeah. bring your bro out for that. and then, Have your uh, parents leave early. Have your parents leave this early. This is not 
not going to go. I'm going down to the bar as much as I like it. We're going down to a bar and drinking. And then we have a we're going to be headlining at the Pasadena Ice House. We've it's been so long since we performed there, but I'm very excited on the fourth of May. So it's a Saturday, and everyone should. If you don't already listen to your podcast, yeah, Scalabro Country and Scalabro County. Matt was going to start with the episode that Matt was on. Scalabro County uh, is is a crazy one that drops on Tuesday. It's a little uh, it, we just sort of less take sportsy. It's more, more just sort crazy of crazy stories. stories that have happened in the world, mostly oh, okay. coming from Florida, kind of like what you guys do with <laughs> it's science. Nearly always but, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. it's nearly it's Russia pretty much and all Florida. Florida. Yeah, Russia, Russia and Florida. Florida. Yeah. Florida. Russia is the Florida of Asia. Yeah, totally. Of but Russia, Asia, uh, and, it's uh, Asia. And also, you're on Twitter as uh... at Sklar Brothers, S K L A R B R O T H E R S. Follow that. Excellent. Thank and you guys. Uh, don't forget to tweet whether you want us. I mean, it's going to be a yes. The Gallagher. The Gallagher. It's going to be a yes. yes. It's going to be a yes. Us, yeah. probably yeah. How emphatically you tweet no will be basically a yes. Yeah, it's yeah. A yes. Yeah. Anybody who's taking the time to go to Twitter to say no is. <laughs> Look, if you can't do a science show without having an assault on science, <laughs> yeah. you can't tweet your arms folded. <laughs> Doesn't come. As always, any corrections, comments, clarifications, uh, email us probably science at gmail.com or tweet us at probably science. Same if you have any stories that you'd like us to cover. And get on iTunes as well and give us nice ratings and write nice things underneath because that helps other people find us. Tell people about the show, subscribe, and tune in next week. And come see us live in Portland at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. BridgetownComedy.com for info. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye.